Hello, and welcome to That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This is episode 105, Concert Festival Preparations. I'm Bobby Lambert, a partner at Dynamic Marching and director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I've been working on this podcast for a while. It is part two of the original podcast concerning festival preparations two weeks out. This is one week out, the day of, and the day after. Later on, I'll discuss sight reading techniques that you should use, but I'm going to save those for their own special bonus episode later on this week. So getting right into it, one week out of concert festival, what are you doing and how are you doing it? The first thing that I would ask you is if you remember from episode one, we talked about whether you are tuning between pieces. Usually I'll only do that if I have to switch instruments or if the percussion needs extra time. If intonation is already a problem for your ensemble, it won't be alleviated suddenly the day of the performance. Don't give judges more ammunition if you don't have to. As I said, tune if you're playing longer than 15 minutes, but don't do that unless there are other reasons to do so. The next thing I would tell you is to make sure you're working transitions. For example, are you playing all three pieces in one sitting? Many directors will simply play through one piece, stop to talk about it, and then go to the next piece. But you need to get the students used to going from one piece to the other with no real time in between. Allow the students to get accustomed to the silence and the waiting that they'll have to deal with on stage. For the warm-up sequence at the contest, after usual warm-up proceedings, remember your hit list. Those are the sections you want to play before going on stage. You should have made this list a week ago, and now you're hitting it every single day. If there are too many hit list items for each class period, then prioritize. Only play the ones that are most necessary. The final thing that I would do at this point is just check supplies. Make You've already spoken with the students about concert dress. You've already fixed your and set your repair kit. This is kind of the last once over to make sure that you know where all of that is and who is taking care of what. Let's move right into the concert festival day of. Let me go ahead and break it to you. There will be a disaster. Anticipate those that you can And expect that there'll be some that you cannot predict. Don't be rattled. A bus won't show up. A kid won't show up. An instrument will break. An administrator will suddenly decide that you're not allowed to go. Just know it's going to happen and you can deal with it much faster. Often we will have news or something that happens and we'll have to react to it, calm down, then do something about it. Skip the reaction time. Just know it's going to happen. The next thing I would tell you is have each section bring an extra instrument if possible. We often will do this for marching band, but I also do it for concert band as well. If there's an extra instrument around or a student maybe from one of the other bands, just making sure that we have an extra trombone or an extra clarinet just in case one should be dropped along the way to warm up. Not that that has ever happened in my career ever. If only you could sense the sarcasm. Bring your repair kit if you can and do to do simple repair. Remember, the contest is not the time for experimentation into this world. Someone will be sick. You've already played Outbreak, so you know what to do, and you can have second chair players play solos. The last part that I would tell you the day of that I think is important is have someone whose job it is to keep you on time. It could be a student or another director or a parent. 
They will be the one that is close to you from the arrival to the final note of sight reading, telling you things such as it's five minutes before we need to get to warm up, or there's one minute of warm up left, or this has to happen at this time. Some places provide this, but I like for a principal player in my ensemble to keep an eye toward time. When I get nervous, I talk. We don't need a motivational speech in warm-up, nor do I need to start talking to a band director on the way to warm-up and get kind of caught up. It's too late for motivational speeches, and it's not the time for conversation. Follow the system. We'll get right back to Bobby in a moment. Just wanted to let you know that this podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web, on things like shoes and rifles and even mega boxes. You'll definitely also want to check out our online courses and videos as well. These have helped thousands of band directors with pedagogy and music and marching fundamentals. Back to you, Bobby. Concert Festival the Day After. I've kept this one aside for a little while because I think it's a really big deal. This, I think, is what makes or breaks programs. Not the actual performance, but the way that we react to those performances. I'm going to do it this way. Do you remember Choose Your Own Adventure books? I used to love those. I'm going to use the following to describe my approach at the different scenarios of festival results. Page one If the students played well and got a high score, go to page 12. Celebrate. Be over-the-top proud of them and yourself. You need to pat yourself on the back. We don't do this well as band directors. And if we don't, we tend to not repeat great actions. Same with the students. Talk to them about what they did well, why they did well, and how they did well. Give them specific examples of parts of the music that went incredibly well. Give them specific examples of their actions outside the performance that made you especially proud of them. Give them as many examples and as many opportunities to prove themselves as you can. Say why you're proud and what helped them achieve this. Talk about how two weeks ago, when you kind of unleashed on them, they paid attention and got better. Next time, let's skip the unleashed part. Talk about how you were so proud of them for being on time and even early when it was time to leave. Remind them to trust the process next time even more. Look for ways that they can help fellow students around them to remember to keep the faith in what you're doing. And look for ways that they can take over parts of the process. Remember I said earlier about having someone keep up with time? Let them do that for you. Find ways that they can help and be part of the ownership of this great opportunity. Go back to page 12, and now we're on page 13. If students played under expectations but got a high score, turn to page 36 and clarify. The first one was celebrate. This one is clarify. You know, music is music. It can be performed to varying degrees of success. And depending on the standards set by the judges, many things, virtually anything can happen. More importantly, you as the director know your student's potential. If there is a great disparity between performance and potential, do not allow them to just be happy and move on. I know that sounds a little harsh, but here's why. 
it undermines your opinion to them, which is one of the most dangerous things that can happen to a director. If you tell them it was not as good as it should be and they win or get a superior or whatever, fill in the blank, the next time you push them, they will listen to you less. If they know that you are just trying to push them too hard, then they won't believe in you. And when they start to doubt your word and judgment, the band's system begins to fail. Instead, clarify what you were expecting. If there were things that you couldn't control, chalk that up to luck or providence. Like if a bus didn't show up or the traffic was bad, no one could have affected that. But if there were things that they could control, such as poor attendance or arrival times, forgotten parts or instruments, help them to see that that superior is very empty in regards to their own and your expectations. Next time, we may not be as lucky to receive such providence. I find that that typically happens. Going back to our book analogy, we're on page 42, and it says, If students play at or above expectations and get a low score, console. The first was we celebrated, the second was clarified, and this one is console. Be honest in every way and tell them the things that they did for which you were hoping. What went well? Help them to see that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Focus on the things the judges liked and see if you and the students can learn from the things they did not. It is the job of the judges and the purpose of the event to improve students and music education, and I think we often forget that. Their job isn't simply to pat us on the back, it's to tell us how to keep getting better, and here's an important point, how to make us more valid as artists. If you disagree with the ruling, tough. I have many times before and no one cares. But I will give you this, if you disagree with the ruling multiple years in a row, something is wrong. Talk with your contest chair or state organization to ask for help. They may give you things that you need to do, or they may look at the actual contest or festival a little more closely. If it's one that you are choosing to attend, go somewhere else. If it's one that you need to attend or must attend, help to make it better. So here's my last analogy. If students play below expectations and get a low score, I would ask you to consider there is a problem within the system. Your system of the band does not exist or it's not easy or clear enough to follow. Often we create systems that are way too hard for kids to expect and to experience. And so we've got to go back and simplify have experienced directors come in once a month to help you build the system. See, some people will say we can't afford such things. I have the solution. Find the most recently retired director in your area. They will be happy to come in and work with bands once a week or even once a month. Retired directors are terrific for this. I'm fortunate enough to have a dear friend, Vince Clayton, who retired from Riverside High School here in South Carolina, who comes in once a week as a music company rep with Musical Innovations. He listens to us and will often give us one-sentence gems of wisdom that will clarify even more of what we should do. He also helps me, most importantly, to not take myself too seriously when things don't go as expected. Having that outside input is incredibly useful. Now, before I wrap this up, I have a few things I'd like for you to do. Number one, listen to each new episode and subscribe on your favorite podcasting host. 
Follow and comment on That Band Life social media pages. On Facebook, search for That Band Life Podcast. On Instagram, we're at That Band Life One. And since I never use Twitter, I don't even know what Jeff is telling me I'm supposed to say here. So good luck. You can also email Jeff at Jeff at DynamicMarching.com or me, Bobby, at DynamicMarching.com. Share your wins and losses and together and we can learn to be better music educators. Also, share your questions or suggestions for topics and guests that you would like to hear on future podcasts. I'll give you a great example. I was at our all-state conference this past weekend and a gentleman from Chapin High School came up to me and said, Hey, I've got a great idea for a podcast. And it certainly was. I texted Jeff Young immediately, and we've already in plans to make that go here in the next month. We certainly listen to you, and we want to do the most relevant things for people out in the trenches teaching. I always give you homework. You know that. Your homework this time is to find ways to relax before festival. A <laughs> fat chance, right? Mine is in three days, and I'm kind of saying this more to myself maybe than I am even to you. Having a system and plan is the absolute best way to do just that, relaxing. I also have some music I listen to through headphones on the way to a performance just to get my mind clear. It happens to be Appalachian Spring, by the way. Commit to doing one thing for 10 minutes each day that'll help you find calm. Go find a quiet place in your school library, walk around the school a couple of times, and just get your head clear. Maybe even think through visualization as to what's going to happen the day of the concert festival. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We're so happy with the feedback we've gotten already. So many of you are downloading and listening to our podcast. I'm just incredibly honored and humbled that you would take time out to listen to our thoughts. So to review, when you're one week out, make sure you understand when and how you are tuning. Make sure that you know exactly what's going to happen from the moment you get off the bus until you get into warm up. Remember your hit list that you want to be doing every day. Check your supplies for your repair kit. The day of, know there's going to be a disaster. Don't waste time reacting. Spend time fixing and making things better. Have someone whose job it is to help you all the time. Make sure that at the day of the concert festival, if they play well and you get a high score, celebrate. If they play under your expectations, but you still get a high score, clarify. If the students play at or above expectations and get a low score, console them. And if students play below expectations and get a low score, consider the things that you need to do differently. I wish you nothing but the best in this preparation and performance process. It's one of the best things that we do, and I hope that you find some joy and some edification through this whole process. My name is Bobby Lambert, and this has been That Band Life.